Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement. Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Greg, what is going on in your world today? Eric, uh, there's a lot going on in my world, but for the most part, I'm feeling a little cranky today. A little grumpy? Yeah? yeah. What's got you in a bad mood? Well, besides those darn kids on the lawn. That's right. You know, <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yeah. I, I spent time over the weekend, time that you know should be me time. Uh, mm-hmm. But I spent time studying the new Ohio law that it tries to impose the quote unquote best interest or fiduciary standards. Lots of people like to refer to it on the insurance uh, providers. And uh, that was time not well spent. Oh. But and then the, and the reason being, I, I, I sat there and I'm going through this stuff and I'm thinking, okay, this still does not do really anything to really help the consumer. I mean, it does a little bit, but I'm going to, I'm going to show share some examples with you here today of things that have come across my desk recently that just annoy the bejeebers out of me. And as I have kind of reflected and chatted with you before, the thing that drove me to become a financial advocate for my clients was seeing the abusive practices that were out there and things Mm -hmm. that were just, in my mind, astonishing when I saw them as to things that, quote unquote, advisors had done to their clients. As we've talked about before, I've been a fiduciary times 10 since day one Mm -hmm. when I put on the financial advisory hat to people that were my law clients. Right. Yeah. Uh, the overlying thing is that the new standard in Ohio, it still basically is referring to a screwdriver salesman selling whatever size screwdrivers they want to sell, as opposed to a true financial advocate, which is not selling screwdrivers, but selling the whole darn snap on tool warehouse. Because you got to put it together, right? I mean, it's, it's not. I think what I'm hearing is somebody's trying to do a one size fits all because it's more convenient for the salesperson instead of being correct or useful for the client. I've got four stories. A couple of them just come across my desk in the last few weeks that are examples of abusive annuity sales practices. And there's abusive insurance sales practices, abusive financial advisory practices. It's across the lot. And Mm -hmm. when we continue to operate in these separate silos, the silo of the insurance industry, the the silo of the financial investment industry, the, the silo of the legal industry, Each of those silos have their own room for abuse. And unless you are in a situation, and and this is what I designed my business off of, is a situation where, again, the whole Snap-on catalog is available to use to take care of the problem, then you end up in situations like I'm going to share with you today, where people are forced into things that are really not appropriate. 
but they don't understand that. Yeah. You know, the, the first one I want to share is when people are, this was one of my, my first exposures to what I thought was a financial advisor that was a reliable and good and honest guy. And he was, but I saw that he was selling, he, he sold annuities to some people in their 20s. As we talked about before, Eric, I, I'm a big fan of annuity when used in the right way. Uh-huh. But in when you've got somebody in their 20s that you're putting money into an annuity, at least in that situation, yeah, you can sell some benefits to it and you can make them think that it's the right thing for them to do, guaranteed growth, blah, 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 blah. But there's so many downsides to that. So, for example, the... You know, People don't understand and realize that if you put your money into an annuity early on in your life and you need to get that money out, well, it's just like a retirement plan. If you get it out before 59 and a half, guess what? We got some penalties that we have to pay. Mm. So how does that make sense for somebody in their early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, even into the 30s, really, to put something in that type of a vehicle to quote unquote grow. When you know that you're giving up some of the upside, which is just the nature of that beast, and you've got all these other problems. Yeah, that's one uh, abusive practice that I wanted to kind of expose. It doesn't happen a lot, but again, people need to know what they're doing and they need to be provided appropriate guidance. So the the next one I want to talk about well, is kind of a evolution of that abuse. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, that abuse would not be stopped by this new law. That's passed in Ohio. Gotcha. Because I, okay. I can, I could, I can easily see under the patterns that we have to establish for quote unquote suitability, that sale's still going to happen. That annuity sale to a twenty-year-old, you can come up with a creative theme as to why that makes sense. You go on into another one that I've seen. This one came across my desk in the last few weeks, and this is where somebody is now in their middle of their earning years. Mm -hmm. As we've talked about before, I'm a big fan of when you change employment, getting control over your money, looking at options, not leaving it back in your 401k, which I believe is a mistake that too many people make. And this person wanted to get some control over their money. So when they got out of their prior job, that to that point in life, their life savings as to retirement, all of that was slammed into a variable annuity. And as we've talked about before, variable annuities, I'm not a big fan, primarily because of their fee structure and the lack of investment opportunity inside of that. I can almost hear a case again, and this could be made under that new law that would be quote unquote suitable or the new best interest standard that, okay, the client wanted this money to eventually produce guaranteed lifetime income. Mm -hmm. Great. Fine. But when that is coming from the screwdriver salesman, He's picking up a Phillips and saying, here is the Phillips screwdriver that's going to fit that screw. Okay. But what about all the other tools that are out there? And does it really make sense for somebody in their, at 
this time I believe the gentleman was in his 40s when he's got 20 more years of accumulation life to pay those hefty fees in that variable annuity, which is going to drag down the growth of that, which is ultimately going to be reflected in the reduced income in retirement that he's looking for from that pot of money. And with the variable nature, as we talked about before, that variable nature of that annuity is means that he's going to lose value of that when the market goes down. In the long run, maybe he's going to earn okay. But as we've talked about and chronicled before, that accumulation of that cost is just eroding his potential wealth and growth in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I think in in both those cases that you've just brought up, it would be so easy to prey on somebody saying, look, nothing's guaranteed. Look what just happened. We just had a pandemic and the market crashed 30% in a month, blah, blah, blah. This is guaranteed income. So you don't have to worry about an 08 or 09, or you don't have to worry about... I think that's so easy to do to prey on people's fears like that. You, you're talking about those people in their 20s doing an annuity. It just, yeah, I mean, it's locked up tight, right? And then there's problems trying to get it out, and the 40 year old is paying a bunch of fees and a variable. That It does bother me. It, it yeah. bothers me that's the, the type of salesman that's out there. And again, both of those type of situations uh, would still happen under this new law. Is a annuity in when in your you know early, mid earning years is that a wrong thing to do as you move from one employment to the other? No, not necessarily. My criticism on that situation is that all of it went in and it was into a variable, which means that if it's being purchased for that lifetime income, then we have that long term drag and we're locked in until that contract can be moved without any type of penalty. And those are the type of practices that give the annuity a bad name. And it doesn't come from the product. It comes from the pusher, right? Yep. And it's again, because that person only sells screwdrivers. Whereas if the person needed to have both ends of the nut, right, you got a screw on one side and a nut on the other side, well, maybe he needed a wrench on the other end as well. And Mm -hmm. that balance is really what people need to be looking at as they continue to try to save in this world full of sharks. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody listening has ever tried to unscrew a screw that has a nut on the other end, it usually just keeps spinning, and so you're just going in circles. <laughs> and it's frustrating as all get out because you got to have something that's going to work on the other side. Exactly what you're saying, Greg. I get it. That sounds like a man who spent some time under a hood of a car. A, a few hours, yes. <laughs> <laughs> An- another abusive practice that I've seen, and this is this is one of the ones that really started to eat away at me in my early law career when I kept seeing this pattern happen. And this is the older person that had money in the bank in a CD that matured. Mm -hmm. And it was back in 20 odd years ago, it's still happening now, but when the push began for associated services within the banks, when it really became you know, hard pressed, you'd see it over and over again, where the these people had a CD that 
came mature and they grabbed him by the hand and took him over to the guy at the desk in the in the corner of the bank branch and said here's our financial advisor talk to him and next thing they're moving their money into an annuity that's locking it up for 10 odd years mm-hmm. instead of having any exposure to other alternatives that are out there and so I've seen this again and again. And the most abusive one that I saw, actually, this one came to my desk a couple of years ago. It was a, a lady in her 90s that they put her in that. And they put her in a variable annuity at that point in time. Huh. And from the outside looking in, again, looking at it from the perspective of being an advocate for that person and the family, first of all, that transaction still would happen under the new law. Mm. I can, again, I can conjure up the argument as to how this is suitable or in the best interest under the new law. But is it really something that would be objectively the best thing for this person and their family? when there are some ramifications. And it wasn't this case, but this is the fourth one that I want to talk about today because this is the most abusive one that I've seen in the last couple of years. This is one that I'm actually consulting with my partner in the law firm and probably going to be suing this advisor and mm. the insurance company he works for. Because this one was not somebody in their 90s, but somebody a little younger than that in, I believe, mid-60s. And it was a similar situation in the sense that somebody wanted to have some safe growth. Mm -hmm. Great. So as we've talked about before, what's a good tool for safe growth for you're not going to get as great a growth, but you're not going to lose money? Well, the annuity is a good tool for safe growth. Arguable whether it's the best, but it is a good tool for that. But the advisor in this situation, and I use that term loosely, was aware that the person that was going to be buying the annuity had dementia and was on a train to a long-term care type Jeez. of situation. Yeah. And this guy must have only had a small Phillips screwdriver that he could sell because he sold the small Phillips screwdriver, where that screwdriver doesn't even allow access to those funds for a long-term care need. Oh, my where Lord. If you're a screwdriver salesman, then one of these screwdrivers, there are many screwdrivers out there, otherwise known as fixed annuities for this conversation. There mm-hmm. are plenty of them out there that allow access to the funds if there is a long-term care event, yeah. let alone ones that are designed to provide enhanced benefit if there is a long-term care event mm-hmm. so that your assets are used for that care. But no, this guy slammed them into something that they can't get their money out of without paying a penalty. Mm. That one may or may not fly under the new rules, but it's not clear. That's frustrating. I've, I've had, my aunt had dementia and Alzheimer's. So it was, I don't know which one it was, but it was slow deterioration. She had to be in a facility for five years. And my uncle was not. And it, it was hard on, obviously, both of them. But financially, that is a incredibly difficult situation and then to have to pay fines or penalties to get money out to pay for that on a monthly basis 
I, that's that is so frustrating to me. So I'm hoping that you are able to do something for that family and whether it's lawsuit or whatever to fix that situation. And hopefully that law will, you said it's unclear. Hopefully it, they will maybe change some things. And I don't know, man. Well, you know, that's why when I decided years ago to enhance my practice by putting myself in a glass house and actually going out there with my clients from my law practice and saying, hey, I can help you with these broader issues. I I am going to take control of this situation for you. I'm going to provide you the guidance that you need. I'm going to give you advice into this other world that I knew I had to broaden my horizons so that I've got the Snap-on tool catalog to be able to defend what I'm recommending as saying, this is all the options that are out there. And these are the ones that I want to bring to you for you to consider. And you tell me, Mm -hmm. which ones are these? Are you comfortable with? What's that look like for you? Well, okay, this is how we're going to proceed. As I continue to see more and more of these abuses out there because of my outreach through my March to a Million, I talk to lots of people on a, da- on a daily basis. These situations come my way where I see these abuses, and it's starting to keep my law partner very busy litigating these things. Yeah, yeah. So I guess my glass in my glass house is becoming a, a little bit more tempered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. There's somebody listening right now that has questions about something that somebody's either sold them or maybe they're talking to somebody right now. Are you open to having conversations with them to answer their questions? Because well, I know the answer to that. Yes, you are. I already know that because that's what you do. But I, I'm just, I'm, my skin's crawling right now. I'll just be honest. So let me just put it that way. Because of this, again, I just know that there's people out there that they are preying on people it's, it's almost as bad as the scammers that are calling older americans and like oh i'm your nephew i need money to get out of jail kind of thing I, that's what i feel right now is that these people are, are just selling something because you know they're making a big commission on it or whatever so if somebody is, is listening to this and they they want to talk to you how do they get a hold of you fundamentally annuities are contracts which require interpretation of law and that's what I do, right? If anybody is going into a annuity transaction or has recently been in an annuity transaction, is starting to think that this doesn't feel right, that maybe I haven't been properly guided in this, then all they need to do is reach out to me at 614-408-0004, 614-408-0004. We'll schedule a quick 15-minute conference to get to understand a little bit about the situation. And if necessary, then we'll take a look at things and see if there are any red flags there that need to be brought to your attention. Yeah, that's fantastic. Greg, any closing thoughts for today's podcast? I don't want people to leave today's podcast with the thought that A, annuities are bad, or B, investment in managed accounts or anything like that is bad. No tool in the financial industry in and of itself is bad. It's just we have these people that have a single discipline, and they're trying to make a living. They're struggling like, like all of us, but they have a single discipline. They will find a way to make that discipline work, but maybe to the exclusion of other tools that will do the job better. 
Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid of the tools themselves. Be afraid of the unschooled or unskilled uh, craftsman that's presenting them to you. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to put it and great way to end this podcast. Greg, thank you so much for your time today. I hope getting this off your chest helps you feel better for the rest of the day. I feel a lot better now, Eric. A little less cranky. Oh, good. That's, that's good to know. Again, Greg, thanks so much. And, and of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. This is why we're here. This is why Greg does what he does is because of you. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wealth Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 